Hey kids, this is Mirrors of Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to open up some cards. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's going to be great. Everyone is going to have fun. But until the fun commences, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. You are tuned into the Pooptronics Home Shopping Network. Your 25 hour a day home for fine Pooptronics products. Thanks for sticking around the Pooptronics Home Shopping Network. Pooptronics is the brand that brought you many fine products such as Johnny Coins, such as the Pooptronics Sonic Blaster, which is which has been used to stop many a riot around the country, many a food cube riot. And speaking of food cubes, what we have today is an all-new invention from our sponsor, Pooptronics. This is the Home Food Cube Maker. Can I get a round of applause for that? Tired of paying those high black market prices for food cubes? Tired of having your food cube guy rob you and take your money instead of giving you your much desired cubes? Well, guess what? You can now make your own food cubes at home with the Pooptronics brand Home Food Cube Maker. All you do with this is you take your leftover food scraps, you take your potato peels, you take your carrot ends, you take the disgusting stuff that's left at the bottom of a jar of pickles. You take all that stuff, you can take coffee grounds, you can take the ends of bars of soap that are too small to use on cleaning yourself, you can use anything you want, old dirty underwear, old dirty rags, it does not matter, just insert them into the top of the food cube machine like this. Jam them on in there. I got a, I got the whites, the dirty whites, and I got some soap. I got all kinds of stuff. We're gonna pour in these coffee grounds here. It's, it's all easy. You just take one squirt of the Pooptronics brand food cube flavoring. Let's squirt it on in there, and then you just turn it on. See, that did not take long at all. And when you're done, out pops. A brand new fresh Pooptronics brand food cube. This is product number 4666. Let's call into the Pooptronics brand home shopping network. Uh-oh. Looks like we got we got a call here. Let's uh let's send that one. Send that one in live. Let's let's hear who that is. Hello, caller from uh Santa Rosa, California. You are on. Take it away. Hi, I'm interested in the home food cube maker. How much is that? And do you accept Johnny coins? First of all, I would really like to thank you for calling in. As for your question regarding the price, the Home Food Cube Maker can be yours for six small payments of $666 AP. That is a bargain. Considering the going rate for a food cube out there on the black market is $2,999. They are quite pricey. As per your second question, no, I'm sorry. We do not accept Johnny Coins. We accept cash credit cards, cashier's checks, your mom's jewelry, collectible comic books, collectible trading cards, we'll accept vinyl records only if they're sealed or only if they're graded. We also accept graded VHS tapes. We'll accept anything of that sort. We have to we have to cut to a to a quick sponsor break. Let's uh we'll be right back in a sec with more Pooptronics Home Shopping Network. 
trading cards. Was that first? I thought that was first. Mel Gibson. Whoop! Oh, Jodie Foster. James Garner. Maverick. A Richard Donner film. Rated PG. Starts Friday, May 20th. Before, uh, before we get too far into this, I gotta say, please don't buy a home food cube maker. I... I was forced into taking these Pooptronics ads. The the Patreon is down over at uh, supportthereport.com. I've lost I've lost some loyal patrons over the over the uh, last few months, which which saddens me greatly. And it's kind of it's kind of driven me down into having to take these paid ads for products I know are dangerous. So if if you don't like this, go over to supportthereport.com. Consider consider supporting supporting me. I work um I work really hard at this, and I, I would appreciate it. Let's let's um what do we have here? We have uh Maverick Maverick movie cards. I myself, I have never seen the movie Maverick. This this movie opened up when I was uh, working at the movie theater, and it played over at UA5, as I recall. I I worked at the more arty farty UA6, and we we kind of turned our nose at these uh, UA5 movies. And I never, not never saw Maverick, but I I get the basic idea. It's a uh, like a like a wily cowboy who has a lot of a lot of personality, a lot of lot of sarcasm. These. These trading cards here for the movie Maverick, it's a 60-card set, and it's produced by a card company known as Cards. That's that's Cards with a Z. They were they were around for a couple years, I think like 92, 93, I mean 93, 94, rather, and they, they had some interesting licenses. They had uh, Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera cartoons, they had the movie The Mask, and of course, William Schatz, great classic tech wars this is this is honestly kind of an interesting set you got you got some pretty good rookies in here you got a uh, card number one is the rookie card of mel gibson card number three is the rookie card of the great jody foster card number four is a good one it's the rookie card of the great graham green who you might know you might know him from dances with wolves he played the um the tribal police chief in wind river wind river is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen that go out and see it now but i know him most as uh, Leonard Ken O'Hawk, the the shaman on Northern Exposure. Shout out to Sarah the Sausagetarian, number one fan of Northern Exposure. And then card number five is the rookie card of the great Alfred Molina, who you might know from Frida. You might know him as Doc Ock. You might know this guy from any number of things. Great, great, great actor, Alfred Molina. So you got you got some interesting rookie cards in here, man. I wouldn't mind pulling any of these. I think the one I would want most would be Graham Greene, number four, and then Jodie Foster, number three. Jodie Foster is an all-time legend of cinema. She's been around since the days of Taxi Driver, fantastic actor. The the card set, the card pack, rather, is in a, um, it's kind of in a plastic, it's shiny, it's very, very nice uh, little pack. You got an image of the Maverick on the front. Let's, let's just dig into this. I got the, uh, Vidal Sassoon brand snippety snips right here in my hand and we're gonna we're gonna do a non-sport rookie card break here on Icy Robots Radio. It's gonna be a full 25 hoots. Let's uh let's just dig into it. These are nice cards, very thick. The first one we got, card number 59, it says 
Oh, there's a trivia question. How much does it cost each player to participate in the All River Championship Poker Match? The answer, 25 Gs. That's that's pretty big in cowboy money. Then we got uh, card number 46. Not a great card. Well, it has Mel Gibson hanging. He's like hanging on a rope, which is which is something I'm sure a lot of people would see. I myself, I myself, I do absolutely 1,000% understand why Mel Gibson is considered a loathsome character, but he's still... Still directed some great movies in the past. He's still a great actor. It's important to separate the artist from the art whenever whenever possible. But if it's like if if you can't, if you hate Mel Gibson, I will not argue with that. He's um not the greatest human being out there. That is uh that is for sure. Let's let's take a look. Oh, I think we got uh we got number 42. This is Mel Gibson as Brett Maverick. I thought it was I thought it was number one because it's a very nice picture of a uh, of Mel Gibson, a young, young, handsome Mel Gibson before he had that crazy beard that he has now, before he, before he looked like a lunatic. But, you know, nevertheless, he, he was that guy at the time. The next one we got, this is card number 36. It has, has James Garner on it. Let's uh, go ahead and throw these ones here into the circular file. I, I'm not feeling a lot of luck. We got one, two, three, four cards left to pull the one we want. Now we got card number 32. Escaping the Angel again, Maverick finally arrives in St. Louis for the annual All Rivers Poker Championship. Among the strangers in the crowd is a very familiar face. It's Annabelle. And as usual, she is a little short of cash. That's Jodie Foster, Annabelle. Next card we got is uh, number 27. Another another one we don't want into the circular file. Then we got number, um, not feeling great about this, number 22. With 6 to 1 odds, even Mavericks draws not quite enough. When the whistle doesn't bring Coop to the rescue, things are not looking good. I could care less. The final card is card number 17. So guys, we struck out on this completely. We tried, we did our best, we did not come through, which is which is sometimes how it is when you're doing a non-sport rookie card break. They don't always turn out great, but uh, you know, we still had fun. We still had a good time. It was still Still great, but uh, at, at any rate, let's uh, let's put this in the past. Let's forget, let's forget all about this. Let's forget it ever happened and move forward into uh, this week in Japanese League Baseball with our guy Derek. This week in Japanese League Baseball, it's official. Japanese baseball is back. Every team has now checked in to their spring training destinations, though some will set up camp in a new location midway through February. So here are your slogans for the new season, team by team, Oryx Buffaloes, we can do it. If if you think we cannot, Fukuoka Softbank Hawks. Oh, 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 Hawk, 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 Punch, Punch, Punch. Saitama Saibu Lions. So Connor or Running Spirit will lead us to unparalleled viciousness. Tohoku Rakuten Golden Eagles. Washi Gasukamu, or Eagles grasp it with your dangerous talons. Chiba Lot Marines. Kyowo Chansu Nikeru. Or change today into opportunity to destroy your foes. Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters. Fans are our treasure, Shinji Dai or New Era. Please come to the game. Wow, some of those are pretty fun. This has been Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball.
And now a special presentation. Easy Robots Easier with a look back at HIS Top 5 Movies of 2017. Or, in my mother tongue of uh, English, we're going to take a look at my top five movies from five years ago. This is something I've... This is something I've wanted to do for a while. I, I, I've always felt that, like, you, you do the movie thing that year, and then you don't really know if you're right or not until some period down the line. Because, like, some movies you think are really great at the time, they don't age as well. As you all know, I do the top five movie uh, Hall of Fame, and it takes, it takes a while for a movie to jump into that Hall of Fame. Only a couple have ever jumped in. Right off the jump street, uh, a movie that we're going to talk about in a few minutes is actually actually one of them. But I I have finally been doing top five lists long enough that I have five years in the cans of movies. So I thought, why not just take a look back? Take a look back to 2017 and see what uh see what I think about those movies. 2017 was a uh, that was a crazy year. That was that was the year of the big fire, the Tubbs fire that uh, just devastated Santa Rosa. That was that was hard, man. That was a tough one. But a lot of that was actually factually kind of in like 2018. Not not really like in 2018 literally, but like a lot of the fallout from that was in 2018 because the fire took place in uh, October. It was it was a hard couple months, don't get me wrong, but it's like there's lingering effects even even until today if you go if you go around town and this this uh this movie list is kind of it's kind of clouded by that in a, in a lot of ways. Now I do think that when we look at 2018's movies next year, that list is kind of kind of clouded by those those events as well. I mean, everything was honestly at that time rough time, rough time, hard time. But uh, you know, we're through that now. It's all good in the hood. So let's uh let's just jump into this. What was my number five movie of 2017? <laughs> Number five. Star Wars The Last Jedi. That one was alright. I liked The Force Awakens better though. Oh yeah, Derek. I, I agree with you a thousand percent on that. The Force Awakens was that movie was like a miracle, man. That movie was remarkable, I thought. When I when I saw it the first time, I was I was deeply affected by that. I'm not even I'm not even gonna lie. I, I had been on the outs with uh Star Wars all through the prequels. I wasn't like a hater or anything. I just I just wasn't watching it. And then this this just pulled me right back into it, man. Uh Daisy Ridley as Ray was was phenomenal in that. Just just phenomenal. I can't I can't watch that movie now without like without like like shedding a tear. It's just very deeply emotional to me for some reason. And then you follow it up with this movie by by Ryan Johnson, who you might know from Looper, you might know from Brick, any any number of movies, and you follow that one up with this, and this is like nothing like that first one, like at all. Like not even a little bit. This was this was like super weird. There had never been a Star Wars movie like it ever before or or since. It was it was just wild, man. The whole thing was wild, and a lot of people really disliked this movie. It was, it was very dis divisive, and there were parts of this movie that I I didn't didn't like either when they were, when they were on that casino planet and that whole whole thing. I would have just chopped all that out. But I, I thought there was a lot of really cool stuff in this, enough to make it enough to make it worthwhile. Do I do I stand by this pick? I I will. I'll stand by it. It's not. It's not like deep down into the list. It's not like I picked this number one. It's number five. Number five is. Uh, it's you know. Number five is a nice position for sure. When you're, when you're seeing like seventy-five to a hundred movies. Number five is pretty good. But it's not. It's not uh, four, three, two, or one. Let's um. Let's jump forward. Let's let's see what was number four on the big list. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> 
Number four. Shape of Water. That's the one where that lady kisses that fish guy. Bro, that movie is weird. That movie is weird, and I, I'm a big fan of Del Toro. I'm a really big fan of Del Toro. I like all of his work, and I, I do like this movie. Do I... Do I feel like it still belongs on the list? I, I'm not sure, man. It's a weird movie about a girl who, uh, gets, gets involved with a fish. But when I, when I, when I look at the list, I'm looking at the list right now, the 2017 list. Um, I think that, I think that I might have moved Wind River into this position because Wind River is like a movie that I still, I still definitely watch today. I think that it's like a dynamite movie. It has Jeremy Renner. I, I recommend this movie all the time. If you haven't seen Wind River, go, go check that out. I think, I think if given the choice, I might pull this one in that place, but you never know, dude. Shape of Water is really good, but I haven't really watched it, like, at all since I, I put it on, on this list. If I, if I remember correctly, I think it won the best picture that year, and I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. I think that that happened, like, you know, that happened after the list, so it doesn't, doesn't affect my, my thinking in that, but I don't know. It's a really great movie. It is really great. Sally Hawkins is fantastic. Michael Shannon. It's just a very, very well put together, very interesting movie. But when I when I think about it now, I don't I don't have it on Blu-ray. I don't have it like at all in any way. I don't have a DVD. I don't have a Blu-ray. I don't even think I have it saved on the uh, on the on the TiVo or whatever. So I don't know. I I probably would move Wind River, which I have on Blu-ray, which I use the digital download for, so I can watch it on the thing. I. I would probably move that in here. So let's let's see. That's one major change as of so far. Let's uh let's jump down into the next one. Lady Bird? What's that, bro? Is it about Hank Hill's dog or something? No, dude, it's not about that that at all, but that's that's a good pull there. Good reference, Derek. Lady Bird is a story, it's a coming-of-age tale of a gal in Sacramento named Lady Bird. It stars stars Saoirse Ronan, who I like a lot. I'm a big fan of Saoirse Ronan. She's always always fun to me, and it was directed by Greta Gerwig. This was her her big breakthrough. She has she has that Barbie movie on the way that looks that looks pretty interesting. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. In between, she did a uh, Little Women, which was you know, it was okay. It had Emma Watson in it. It was it was it was fine. We saw that on I think I think we actually saw Little Women on Christmas. I think it was a Christmas release, and we went to we went to Summerfield. That was fine. It was good. But uh, anywho, at this point, the the world was her oyster. Greta Gerwig, because this movie came out, man, and it got like a lot of a lot of critical acclaim. It was really really fantastic. Laurie Metcalf, who you might know from Roseanne, is in this. I I thought that she should have won the Oscar. Laurie Metcalf, she was uh she was up against that gal from from I Tanya, and the the I Tanya gal won. And um I thought it was great that Laurie Metcalf got um she's Jackie from Roseanne. She got. She got nominated for this, but it was just a really great movie. It really, really deeply affected me too, man. We saw this one after, after the fires, and I was, I kind of had sunk into, uh, you know, a dark place, honestly. It was a, it was a scary time. It really had me questioning my uh, mortality, questioning my safety, every, everything, honestly. It was pretty, pretty heavy time for the old brain, and I, I went to see this movie, and I, I cried. I cried a lot in this one, man. Real, real hard stuff at, uh, at points. A lot of, a lot of conflict between the, you know, Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird, and it was just, it was hard, you know, it was hard, man. It was a hard time. I had a teenage daughter, and I was, I was crying. I thought this movie was fantastic. It's still on the list. If anything, I might, uh, I might move it, um, a bit forward. That's, that's something we'll talk about when we, we get to the end. I don't want to, I don't want to blow the surprises of the next two so we'll uh 
we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. There might be some moves, some major moves and maneuvers at the end. But Lady Bird's great, dude. I got this one on Blu-ray. I think I also have it saved on the, uh, on the TiVo. I watch it. I watch it a lot, but it, uh, it affects my heart. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of funny parts too. It's not, it's not like a tearjerker or anything. Timothy Chalamet is in it. We, we went to Sacramento for a Comic-Con the year after Lady Bird came out. And I, I remember we parked off to, uh, like a side street around the corner from, from the toy con. And then when we, we, we got there, I saw a big Lady Bird mural was on the, was on the wall at the at the place it was really neat really cool because I was, I was totally into the movie at the time and this this might have been like my introduction to Saoirse Ronan being cool and that's kind of led me down this like Saoirse Ronan like rabbit hole we've seen just about everything she's she's come out with since then and a lot of it's really really fun go see this movie Hannah if you haven't seen Hannah already a lot of you probably have that was that was fun go see that but let's um let's Let's jump forward into the uh, the final bit, but first, this. I need emergency assistance. And one river Indian reservation. And one river Indian reservation. And one river Indian reservation. This is a homicide. Shouldn't we wait for backup? This isn't the land of backup. This, this is the land of your on your own. Wind River. Rated R in Select Theaters, August 4th. We now return you to the list. Baby Driver. That movie is great, dude. I have it on Blu-ray. Dude, the movie is great. I also have it on Blu-ray. I've ripped it to the uh, home media server. I think I have it saved on the TiVo. This movie is an absolute humdinger, dude. It's one of the greatest driving movies of all time. It has has John Hamm. It has... Uh, Ansel Elgort. It has it has Kevin Spacey. It has Jamie Foxx. It has Killer Mike from uh, the Run the Jewels. It, it's it's an all star cast, man. John Barenthal. This one this one is awesome. It's an Edgar Wright film. This was the first movie ever in the history of the entire Icy Robots Radio franchise that went directly from the theater into the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. It was absolutely unprecedented at the time. Looking looking at the big movie list right here in front of me, I actually saw Baby Driver four different times at the theater. I saw it here, I saw it here, then I saw it on uh, 7.16, and then I saw it again 7.18. So that that's unprecedented, dude. That is like never before happened. I hardly, hardly, hardly ever see a movie twice in the theater. That um, that actually happened the year before. I saw Rogue One, I think, three times in the theater. But that was, that's very unprecedented for for your guy. I see Radio. There's too many, too many movies coming out to go see the same ones again. But this one, this one, I definitely did. Then I, then I copped it over at Joe Video on used, uh, used Blu-ray. It was very happy about that. Why? Why wasn't this movie number one on the list? It's probably what you're asking. What was what was better than this? I we're gonna talk about that one in a second. Baby Driver was the winner of the IC Robots Radio Summer Movie Award, the the Best Picture Award. That's that's a show we used to do back in the day. Very hard to put together process. Very very intensive uh, show. There was always guests. You know, we got Ferg. We had Vic Sage. We had Gino Vega. We had Carlos. We had some amazing guests on that, and it was just so hard to get together and summer movies haven't been um what they what they were the past few years maybe that's something that will 
maybe that's something we'll go back to in the future. And this this was a big winner that year. What uh, brought home all, all kinds of awards. Was it was it the movie of the year though? And I see Robots Radio. No, it wasn't. Which is highly controversial, and it's uh, something that I feel very controversially about today. So, with all that said, Baby Driver's number two. Star Wars is number five. Lady Bird is number three. Number four was the movie where the lady makes out with the fish guy and Michael Shannon tries to arrest them, which which he probably should have, to be honest. But uh, what what movie was better than these movies? It's it's a mystery. Let's uh, Derek, open that envelope. Tell us what it is. Number one. Dunkirk. Man, that movie is stressful. I can barely watch it. It makes me so anxious. Good list, bro. Yeah, dude. My number one movie of 2017 was the Christopher Nolan war movie known as Dunkirk. Dunkirk was, uh, and is, is a super tight movie. It's by far Christopher Nolan's shortest movie. It is, it's light and tight, but it is, it is tense as a cable holding up the Golden Gate Bridge. It's like... It's un- oh, it's something, dude. It's unbridled tension. It's a World War II tale about some British soldiers, a ton of British soldiers who were caught on the beach at Dunkirk. They gotta find a way to get them off that island. It is, it's a masterpiece of a movie, dude. It is fantastic. But do I watch it as much as I now watch Baby Driver? No, I do not. Do I watch it as much as I do now Lady Bird? No, I in fact do not. So we are gonna make some big moves on this one. When I get the chance to look back and consider all my thoughts, all the, all the time spent watching movies, I'm gonna move Dunkirk up to number three, we're going to move Baby Driver to number one, and we're going to put uh, Lady Bird number two. If I had it all over again, which I which I don't, this is all just this is all just in retrospect. But I I do feel like time really like fleshes out what your your thoughts are on a movie. Some movies you like them, never see them again. They kind of they kind of fade into the past. So actually, factually, how great how great are they? And I'm not saying movies you don't watch aren't great. It's not that at all. This is. This is simply the IC Robots Radio Top 5 List criteria. A, a very, very big point of the criteria is just rewatchability. You know, you got, you got the different factors that you weigh in when you're judging. And one of, the, one of the things, a big one, a big part of it is rewatchability. You got, you know, your initial viewings. How, how blown away were you? How surprised were you? And so, there's just a lot of different things you have to... You have to factor it, man. It's all, it's all mathematics. It's all science. I'm not just like, I'm not just like making this up off the top of my head. Don't think that, don't think that at all. I have, I have very, very powerful equations. I have files. I have databases. I have spreadsheets. You don't, you don't know a tenth of it, of what goes into, what goes into thinking about movies and stuff. It's all, it's all very scientific. Just, uh, just, just believe me. So there you have it, man. We, we made some big moves, man. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing that I really feel bad about when I look back. I don't think there were any, like, terrible, terrible misjustices to the list by any, by any stretch. I think that, uh, you know, time has shown us the truth, as it often does. So, there you have it. There you have it. I thought this, I thought this was fun, man. It's fine. It's fun to look back and just, just make you guys, uh, aware of the, the past Icy Robots radio history there's. There's a lot to it, dude. It, it spans. It spans the ages. It spans time. We span time, time together. together. And now a brief tribute to Dave from De La Soul. May he rest in peace. 
Rest in peace, Trugoy the Dove, aka Dave from De La Soul. I, I'm deeply saddened by this. Our guy Dave was only 54 years old, I believe. Far too young to die. I understand that he had a, a heart condition. I saw the Grammys, and they had that big hip-hop tribute, and I saw... I saw the other guy from De La Soul there, and I noticed there was no Dave, and I was like, hmm, that's, um, that's interesting to me because this seems like a big deal, and then a few days later, I found out that, that Dave, David passed away. I was, I was at the gym hanging and banging, and I got a text from my brother, who always, always seems up on, on the latest They Reminisce Over use, and he sent me the message that, um, that David passed away. It was, it was really bad news to me, man. It's, uh, super sad. De La has always had a special place in my heart. I... I myself, I'm a long, long, long-term uh, hip-hop fan. I've been, I've been listening to rap music since, since like the '80s. It's just you know the music that's, uh, that that speaks to me, and I, I was in it to win it. You know, I was in it at the time. I had my friend DMCs, and I had all this stuff. And I remember the first time I heard Three Feet High and Rising" by De La Soul, and I was just incredibly taken aback by how, how incredibly well crafted the record was, and the guys' rhyme flows, and how they. They had like this theme that tied the whole thing together and the skits and it was just, it was just like the greatest record I'd ever heard in my life and I, it changed me from that point forward. I became, I became what you would call at the time a conscious rap fan, which means you're like, you're into like raps with like positive themes and stuff and I was, I was all into that De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers, all that, all that Native Tongue family vibe and it's, uh, it's sad man, it's sad. We've already, we've already lost Fife Dog, now we've lost Dave from, from De La, the, the native tongue family is they're you know a little little bit older than us i would think so they're kind of they're kind of getting up that age and it's sad it's sad it's sad to see your see your idols your idols fall um de la de la soul though de la soul is one of those bands that honestly transcends rap music rap music you know it's like genre music if you like rap you like rap if you don't you don't it's kind of it's kind of like country in that regard people people kind of take a strong stand at it like i can't stand country i can't stand rap or whatever so it's it's whatever and i i get that but de la was one of the the few groups in rap that really transcended hip-hop and just became not only good hip-hop but actual factual good music that would that would be regarded by anyone the first the first three de la records the uh three feet high and rising de la soul is dead and then balloon mind state were a slamming five mics each for the first three that's 15 out of 15 mics in the source. It's it's phenomenal, phenomenal run. Each one, each one is amazing. The first one is amazing. De La Soul is Dead is, it's just phenomenal. If you have never heard De La Soul is Dead, go listen to that. It is just a great, great, great record. And then, then you got Balloon Mind State, which is my personal favorite of the De La records. My personal favorite. I, I, I don't know. This one, this one really speaks to me personally. It's very eclectic, which I enjoyed. And that's, that's saying something because all these, uh, all these De La records are have a variety of different styles and different things in them, so it's nice, nice to see, nice to see some variety in music. I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm really sad. I'm really sad about this. It really, it really bums me out. I, I have a De La Soul story. I was, I was hanging out at the warehouse. That's the record store that was in the mall. That was one that was downstairs. He had a warehouse, and then he had a music land upstairs. And I was hanging out at the warehouse, looking, looking at rap tapes. I don't know what I was gonna buy. The, the CPO, the new Cool G rap, the new Paris. The devil made me do it. I don't know. I was, I was looking for something. And this mom, and then what I'm assuming is like a grandma, like an older lady, were in there, and they were, they kind of came near where I was, and they were looking at the rap tapes too. And I sort of, I sort of stepped to the side a little bit to to let them look. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to crowd their space. And they, they were talking amongst themselves and they found an NWA tape, the, uh, the latest NWA tape with, uh, you know, um, 100 miles and running on it or whatever. And they, 
they were like, oh, this is this is what he asked for. Here it is. This is the tape he wanted. And I, I myself, being a know-it-all hip-hop fan, conscious rap guy, stepped in and said, excuse me, I think what you really want is this one. The Lasso, three feet high and rising. And I was like, this is a masterpiece of music. You really... You really want this one. It has like super positive vibes, super, super whatever. This other one, you know, real negative stuff. It's about gangbanging and fighting and whatever. I was, I was a real know-it-all at the time. I still am to some degree, but at that point I was like a hip hop know-it-all, a, a junior hip hop scholar. And I felt that it was, I felt that it was right to interfere in these people's lives. And they, they took my advice. They bought the Dale Hussle tape. And I've often thought about, thought about that poor kid and what, um, what it must have done to warp his mind. He wanted he wanted to hear some NWA, some hundred miles and running, but instead he got to hear he got to hear some De La Soul. I hope it I hope it worked out good for him. But I I don't know. This is this is a bummer. Poor uh poor Dave. Poor Trugoy. Trugoy the dove from De La Soul. They reminisce over you. Grandmaster Grandpa Musical Mashup. Drop the beat. Robots Radio, the strongest team in the streets. Well, uh, Grandmaster Grandpa, big shout out to you for for that. That guy's rocking on the wheels of steel. That was that was interesting. I, I'm not super familiar with that version of Danny's song. I know the another one from Kenny Loggins. I I heard from Grandmaster G. That's that's Anne Murray. I guess I I don't know, man. I do know I do know a lot about like '70s soft rock and whatever. But that uh. That version of the songs eluded me. I do, I do like the Kenny Loggins one. I hear that all all the time on um, on on the, on the serious, on the serious satellite radio. We got serious in the car. We got a we got a new car, and serious is fine. It's fine. I I like it, but I I would prefer to listen to local radio rather than the satellite radio. Cause like there are certain things that get advertised on the radio that you're just not gonna hear anywhere else. Like if they're like if they're having an event down at the fairgrounds, you'll you'll hear about it. If they're if they're having the four H chicken Q, you'll you'll hear about it. And I I don't know, I do I do honestly like feel a disconnect from the from the Santa Rosa culture ever since we switched over to satellite radio. I miss the wolf. I miss the river, but the the wife has the car. It's her car. And she's like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna sit here and we're gonna listen to first wave all day and night. And it's fine. It's fine, but it's like I don't know. It's like listening to Pandora 
you know, but um, I understand they're, they're the same company anyway, so I would imagine it's exactly the same. I, I don't know. It's not like the local Santa Rosa radio scene is that, that amazing anyway. We have KZST, that's the big monolith, the big radio monolith around here. Easy listening, you'll hear it at like the doctor's office or the dentist office. And then you got you got the oldies out of Guerneville, that's the river, and then you got you got the I think it's the wolf. They play like oldies and like they have like that Wolfman Jack syndicated show. What I do miss is the syndicated Alice Cooper show that was on on the Wolf. We used to listen to that when you're driving around at night. Now we listen to uh we listen to First Wave or whatever. Which is fine. I don't really care. It's her car. Can't uh you can't tell somebody else what to play in their car, but, um, I don't know. Sirius is only okay. They do have Howard Stern, which is one thing. The The Stern archives are, are pretty vast, but, um, I don't know. We, we, um, oh, this is, this is interesting, but not, not really, like, in any way. We, uh, we bought a bird feeder, like, one that attaches to the side of the house. We put it out there and got a, got a bag of seed, and it's crazy the amount of birds that will show up in your house when you start putting out bird seed. Like, I just... In the morning when I'm getting whatever, you know, just outside, I'll just, like, put a scoop into the, the thing. And it'll be gone by the end of the day. And there are so many wacky birds out there. There's brown ones, blue ones, red ones. I I had a bag of uh, peanuts. They're, like, peanuts in the shells. And I didn't I didn't feel like unshelling all these peanuts. Unsalted shelled peanuts. So I I put them in the bird feeder. And these, these blue birds started, like, macking down on these uh, peanut shells. You'll... You'll see them, like, jump in there and they grab a peanut and fly away with it. So that's, that's kind of fun. Birds are cool in the sense that there's, like, a million varieties of birds in the world. I think that, I think that a lot of us out there kind of, like, you have that collecting vibe. You know, you want to get your trading cards or whatever you, whatever you collect. Action figures, whatnot, comic books. You can also, you can also collect birds. It's called bird watching. Like, you go out there and you, you just try to, like... Put your eyes on a different different kind of bird. It's cool. I don't know. I don't really do it, but I could definitely see the appeal. It seems it seems like it's a cool hobby because you can kind of do it wherever you go. Like you can you could take a trip to I don't know Marietta, Ohio, and you can see what kind of birds you see there. You could take you could take a trip to Napa, California, see what kind of birds you see there. You can go to Indiana. You can go to Michigan. You can go to Delaware. You can go to you can go to Kansas City. You can go to any of these places. St. Louis. Shout out to the Lunchbox King. You can go to any of these places and there's going to be different birds there. And that's that's kind of fun, honestly. You know, it's a fun, uh, fun thing you can do on the cheap. You don't have to you don't have to pay to see birds. You only have to use your eyes. I saw a bald eagle once. I think I've talked about that. I saw a bald eagle over at the park. I've seen uh, cardinals and blue jays and all, all kinds of stuff. I would like to know more about birds, but it's a whole thing, dude. My... My head is full of, like, who produced rap songs from, like, 1992. The answer, Diamond D. That's who was in between at the time. But, like, my head is full of who produced these rap singles from, like, 1992. What uh, issue did various comic book heroes appear in first? The character Kite Man first appeared in Dick's Frank Illustrated Story in Batman number 133, August 1960. If I start going like, well, this bird has blue tail feathers, it's therefore this. This bird has an orange beak, therefore it's a blue-tailed varietal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose the space where uh, all the songs Diamond D produced for the uh, whatever crew he had back in the day. They were called the Diggin' in the Crates crew. I'll forget, I'll forget the songs that Showbiz was producing when he was with uh, Showbiz and AG. Shout out to, shout out to Showbiz and AG. So, anywho, I think. 
I think we're gonna get out of here. It's cold, man. It is cold in the house today. It's like 45 degrees outside. We had we had that fake spring. We think spring's about to start. Like it warmed up for like a few days and now it's back. Back down in the 40s in the morning, 50s. Which is fine. I like it. It's not uh it's not bad, but it is it is cold and I'm I'm wearing shorts. I'm gonna go to the gym later, so I'm wearing shorts now. Because I'm gonna go to the gym in like five hours. I gotta I gotta be ready just in case, so I'm freezing, but, um, yeah, make, make sure, hop on over to supportthereport.com, that's the show Patreon, I work really hard at this, if you guys, if you guys can acknowledge my hard work with a little of your hard-earned cash, that would, that would be great, supportthereport.com, you can find me at Marvel Handbook on the tweets, at Robots on Instagram, at VHS Blanks on Instagram, that's, that's this little side project I got where I'm posting pictures of a uh, VHS cassette blanks. The covers, you know, the cool, interesting 80s and 90s art on the covers. It's kind of fun. Uh, I think that's about it. We'll be back in a little bit with something fun. I I don't really have an idea for the next episode. If you got any fun ideas, hit me up at Marvel Handbook. Let me know. I, I would love to hear some of these ideas. And you know what? There's a very good chance I'll do them because sometimes I run short. But until we meet again, this is the Robot say, if you didn't like the news, go out there and Alright, um, Ann, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get a heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack And we're world's, world's, world's famous Yo, slick blow. That's right. The early. I see robots. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Incredible strength. Shouldn't we wait for backup? This isn't the land of backup. This is the land of your on your own. Oh wow.